0: Well, i'm adam bergman tax attorney and founder Barry financial on today's episode go on youtube three questions from youtube which i actually responded to but i thought i would also respond to it in this podcast so whoever didn't feel like scrolling down comments in various videos they could just come to one place this podcast and listen to three really good questions so Without further ado, let's get started. First question is, I have a solo 40 k with you and watched your video on the Secure Act 2. Confused, can I now do employer profit sharing contributions in Roth? So it's a great question actually, because under the Secure Act 2, which uh, became law towards the end of December, 2022, uh, included 90 plus provisions, 400 pages of provisions, um, Involving retirement accounts. This was part of the $1.7 trillion Omnibus bill. Um, and there was one provision specifically that addressed employer contribution. Well, actually, it addressed matching contributions, which now, starting in 2023, allows an employer to do a match in Roth. Prior to Secure Act II, the match was only allowed to be in pre tax. Now, what's a match? Unlike a profit sharing contribution, which is either 20% of your comp, if you're a sole proprietor or single member LLC, or 25% of your W-2, a match is generally a percentage of your deferral amount. So it's not a percentage of your salary, like a profit sharing, but it's a percentage of your deferral. So if you put in 3000 bucks in the plan, the company can do a 50% match or 25% match or 75% match. It's of the amount deferred, not your salary. So technically, I guess a solo 401k could also have a match, but it's, it's very limited because it's a percentage of how much you put in. Even if you do 100% of, I guess technically you can do 100% of 22,500, which is the employee deferral max if you're under um, 50 or 30,000 if you're over 50, the new Secure Act 2 allows the match to be in Roth. Um, most solo 401k plans do the profit sharing of the 20 or 25%, but our plan documents allow for the match to be in Roth. So technically, if you are a Roth lover, you can do the employee deferrals and you could have us include a matching provision that allows you to go up to 100% of the employee deferral all in Roth. Um, so that's an interesting um, kind of wrinkle for non solo plans. You know, if you work at Tesla or Apple or Google. It's unclear why the employer would let you do the Roth. It's optional because generally the employer match in pre-tax is tax deductible to the employer. If it's Roth, the question is, will it be tax deductible to the employer? It's unclear. Some thinks it should be because who cares how it's treated. It's still money that's going to the employee. So it still should be a tax deductible expense, whether you treat it as pre-tax or Roth and others aren't sure. So to be continued, but um, interesting enough, if you're a solo and you want to do Roth, employee deferrals could be pre-tax or Roth. Profit sharing must be pre-tax, but you can always convert it to Roth. And the match could be Roth. So we can ultimately do 100% match up, the, up to uh, the aggregate limit of 66,000 or 73,500 if you're over 50. You can also just scrap employee deferrals, match, and profit sharing and just do a mega backdoor Roth form. k That lets you go dollar for dollar up to 66K or 73.5 in Roth. So bottom line, if you want to go Roth and you're a client of IRA Financial, or you're not, and you want to go all Roth, let us know. One of our uh, esteemed tax professionals will be able to assist you. Next question, just watch your video on Roth IRA conversions and I am a bit confused. Are you saying that I can do a tax-free Roth IRA conversion? So generally what's a Roth conversion? It's when you convert pre-tax funds to Roth. Generally, you pay ordinary income tax on the amount converted. Now, you don't pay that day. The amount converted is added to your earned income, your other compensation, Social Security, whatever your ordinary income is added on your 1040. And then based off that amount, you pay tax on the aggregate amount of all your income. So to answer your question, How do you zero out that tax? So there's only a couple ways you can zero out the tax. And the most common way is really if you have a lot of deductions or net operating losses. Okay, what's a net operating loss? Losses from a pass-through business. That will be used to offset any other income you have. So let's say you had $100,000 of income and you had uh, losses from a previous year from a business of 100,000, you can then zero out any potential tax you have from income as well as a conversion to net it out to zero or a much lower amount. Um, so it's generally deductions, net operating losses, credits, obviously, anything that can reduce your taxable income can be used. What about a discounted valuation? So let's say you're, you're discounting, you wanna discount the Roth conversion of real estate or a private interest in a company, you can do it. Generally, you're gonna be able to get a discount depending on your facts and circumstances, anywhere from 20 to 50%, but it's not going to be a hundred percent discount. So the only way to really zero out the taxes, deductions, lots of deductions, net operating losses is the big one, or any tax credits that can be used to, um, you know, reduce any taxable income due. Third and final question of today's podcast, I am over the age of 73 and want to make IRA contributions. How much tax do I need to pay on a distribution? So it's a really good question. I get this question a lot. Secure Act 2.0, which I talked about previously, increase the RMD age from 72 to 73. Um, But you still have to pay tax. Generally, the RMD amount is approximately 3% of the value of the IRA. So if you have 100K in your IRA, it's generally about 3%. Generally, you pay it. You have to take out that distribution by 1231 of the following year. And you pay the tax, obviously, April 15th of that year. So let's say 23, your value is 100K you're going to have to take out the distribution by, um, well, for the 23 year, you're going to have to take out the distribution by 24, 1231, and you pay the tax April 15th, 25 for the 24 taxable year RMD. Now, when you are taking IRA distributions, because you're over 73, the idea is like, why should you add more to the IRA if you're going to have to pay more in tax? Well, In fact, some people make contributions to an IRA to actually pay to help kind of supplement some of the, um, have more cash available to pay the tax, to take it out and pay the tax. Um, Let's say you have all your IRA tied up in cryptos, real estate, in kind assets, private placements, and you have potential tax due of four or five thousand bucks. Um, You know, if you have some cash there, you can then pull that, use that cash for the RMD. Whereas if you didn't, you'd have to take an in-kind RMD of maybe the cryptos or the private placement, but you can get a little more confusing. If you put the cash in the IRA, you can pull the cash out, which helps cover the requirement of distribution without having to go a percentage of your in-kind asset. So that, that's another um, strategy. Some want to do Roth, right? There's no RMDs for Roth. So some people say, hey, I got some extra cash rather just dump it into a Roth IRA, let it grow without tax. I'm over 59 and a half. um, And uh, Roth's already been open five years. So let it grow and I can pull out whatever I need down the road tax free. That's another strategy. So there are several strategies for folks over the age of 73 who want still put money in an IRA or Roth IRA, whether it's to cover RMDs, uh, have enough cash available to cover RMDs, whether it's just push more into a Roth IRA. Um, Those are generally the two most popular options, why people are still contributing over 73 uh, into the IRA. Um, Some just say, hey, I have the money. I might as well um, dump it. I'm not using it. I'll leave it for a spouse or my um, children and they'll have it. And even if it's a pre-tax IRA, it's going to grow without tax. I'm hoping I'm going to generally do better than a 3% uh, return. And if that's the case, I'll have more generated than the 3% or so I have to pull out for an RMD. So say I uh, generate 8%, that extra 5% will have, be able to grow in the IRA without tax. So um, there you go. That's another episode of Ad, Mail in the Bank. Hope you guys enjoyed, enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, this is a weekly podcast that drops every Thursday. So please don't be uh, a stranger. Don't forget to check it out. Obviously, if you miss it, uh, no worries. Just... Um, Download it or listen to it wherever you pick up your podcasts. Otherwise, have an amazing rest of your day, a great week, and I'll talk to everyone again next Thursday. Take care and uh, be well.